0: Welcome to another episode of the Anime Nostalgia Podcast. As always, I am your host, Usumimi, and we have a very special episode of the podcast today. This episode won't be about a a specific anime or anything like that. It's basically, we are diving into an age-old question, and by age-old, I mean, you know, uh, maybe the past, like, oh, five to ten years, (laughs) about uh, a certain internet meme that became infamous, uh, especially around Twitter and uh, some of the fandom forums and whatnot. Uh, but before we begin, let me introduce my guest with me today. My guest is Mr. Pat pung Welcome, Pat. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on and humoring me <laughs> with this because uh, before we we begin, I feel like I need to preface uh, what we're talking about. Uh yes. Because it is, uh, it's kind of a weird and long story. Uh, and for, for people who don't know what it is, an explanation is in order. So basically t- today's episode is all about the legend, <laughs> legend, <laughs> of one Mr. Miami Mike. So, I want to give a little background into how we got to this point in the first place, uh, if you will. So, I'm not sure the exact date of when it went up on the internet, but the website Animepass.net, which is actually changed uh, and is now oldschoolotaku.com, put up a screen cap of an old Dragon Ball Z fan sub VHS tape. And in the screen cap above the subtitles, for the ending theme. Uh, it says this video is brought to you by Tennis R Video, uh, a fan subgroup from back in the day, back when yeah, dinosaurs roamed the I Earth.
1: I completely forgotten about them too.
0: <laughs> and uh, there was a message in the ending credits that says, no thanks to Miami Mike. I remember what you did to me at Dragon Con. And yeah. this, this is what it all came from this one specific image so according to google searching trends i actually looked it up uh the biggest spike in searches for miami mike was in july of 2010 (laughs) so we could assume that this image was posted either sometime before or around this time but anyway this screen cap got saved and reposted all over the internet for Years. It's 2018 at the time of recording this episode. So almost 10 years since the the big spike in Google searching. So this has kind of snowballed into this weird notoriety sort of meme, especially on Twitter. So for years, people have been like wondering and asking, who is this Miami Mike and what the hell happened at DragonCon? So many people, like including myself... Uh, have tried Googling, searching, looking up, asking people, uh, but not many people came up with anything. You know, not not much could be found uh, since the fan sub in question was most likely from the early to mid 90s. And so not much information about any of this would be online since this was pre-social media, pre-blogging. I think uh,
1: the AOL chat rooms were the things were, were the big things at the time. yeah i don't think i don't think miami mike was being discussed on aol chat
0: (laughs) probably not (laughs) or bbs's or news groups or anything like that um and so you know i had to honestly you know put my search on pause because i'd hit this wall and i didn't really know where to go from there Uh, i was originally i'm originally from the east coast or the west coast and so i didn't know a lot of people who were from you know the miami area Or the East Coast in general. And had gone to Dragon Con back then around that time. So I was just like, I guess we'll never know what this is. I mean, I have no clue. Because people would even come asking me, like, do you know what this is? And I'm like, I have no clue. (laughs) But a couple of weeks ago, something really crazy happened that I still kind of can't believe actually happened. So I was at a local used bookstore. And I like to dig around for used anime and manga, of course. Everybody likes to treasure hunt. And while I was there with my dear friend, Trisha, shout out to Trisha, uh, we were flipping through some vintage manga and out of one of those books, a business card fell out. And that business card was for an anime store in Miami, Florida called Anime Hurricane. And there are two names on this card. One of them... ...is the, the guest of our show today, Mr. Pat. Right. That'd be me, yes. <laughs> and the other was Miami Mike. Yeah. And I am totally serious. It actually has uh, Mr. Mike's real name on it, which um, I'm not going to... Out of respect for him... I'm not and going the other to. other people
1: with that last name too.
0: Yeah, and other people who might have this last name, uh, because I have googled we will it. we get
1: bombarded about questions yes. about anime.
0: <laughs> <And>
1: <laughs> I, I have at Dragon Con.
0: Right, I, I have googled this name, and there are several people with this name, and so out of respect for those other people, uh, I'm not going to give his last name. Uh, but. Th- th- Uh, I did search that, uh, his real name, Mr. Miami Mike's real name. And I didn't really find much other than like all those other people and no one seemed like they could be that person. So I did a search for you, Pat, and I actually found you pretty quickly via Twitter, uh, where I, I humbly asked if you could email me and amazingly, because you are such a good sport, you answered, you answered back this crazy person who was like, hey, I have a podcast. Can you email me? <laughs> I mean, I could have been a nutso, and you were like, okay. Yeah, why not? But um, you, if you
1: live in Miami for as long as I have, your nutsoes <laughs> just are part and parcel of, of the area. So.
0: <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, so I probably had to compose like, the strangest email I have ever yeah. had to compose, uh, <laughs> explaining who I was and why I was emailing you and what I was looking for. But amazingly, you were like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I had run into that same Twitter thread that I was talking about. I had, I had had it emailed to me, I uh, texted to me literally two months before you had contacted me. And I thought, oh, how funny. Oh how this is just bizarre. And I even responded to that Twitter to that Twitter thread. Nothing. No one said a thing. They just brushed me off as though I was some kind of Joe Schmo trying to horn his way into you know, oh hey,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm I know him.
1: No, yeah, whatever guy.
0: yeah yeah to to other people on the internet you were probably like oh yeah that guy she's probably just joking
1: yeah but my friend who had initially texted me that link too he he even said well yeah believe me this guy knows miami mike he worked with him (laughs) nothing nothing everybody just yo treated us like loons and just paid us no mind
0: this is why i was like i gotta have you on the podcast then because i i feel like with my platform i can be like no look this is the real deal you guys <laughs> i have the business card right i'm actually holding the business card right now
1: Yes, you did say yep, yep. in my say, hand you sent me the picture of the business card i was like wow okay this is yeah this is legit this is legit <laughs>
0: Yes, I, I I actually took a picture of the business card because I was like, I don't want him to think I'm some weirdo that just looked up his name and, <laughs> and somehow knew he worked at a place called Anime Hurricane in Miami, Florida, a million years ago.
1: <laughs> it has been a million years ago. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> well, in Internet years, it's been like, you know.
1: Oof. It's like the Big a, Bang at the start of the Big Bang. <laughs> right.
0: So now I could have easily just asked you all of the whole story beforehand, but I thought it would be a lot more fun to wait until I could interview you to ask all these questions in person, uh, sort of, uh, <laughs> because I'm just as clueless as all of you listening right now. All of my reactions are going to be like 100% genuine. I have no idea where this will go, but we're going to find out. We we are going to crack open this mystery. We're going to crack it wide open. <laughs> All thanks to Pat, and and this and this amazing I'm, I'm business card. Going
1: ahead of time, though, that legend has way outgrown what the actual facts are. So, is there' don't yeah, expect ninjas or guns or is my friends. <laughs> you know, wanted me to do sex up the story. There, you can't, just can't sex up the story. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> but from what other people, what I have seen on that thread. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold
0: on! <laughs> oh, when people were speculating, like, what he, yes. what did he do? Oh. I bet it was something like this, and you're like, no, it's all wrong, all Far wrong.
1: From, oh, I wish it was that fanciful. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Like well, that. so
0: before before we get into all that, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're you're about. You're probably around my age. You're an older anime fan, right?
1: Yeah, let's just keep it at older. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're yes. from back in my day, so you're yes. like a you're in...
1: the pre streaming days. Yes. When, when uh yes. you know, it was much harder to get fan subs and it was almost like a network or just finding the right comic book convention that happened to have a fan sub dealer who's mm-hmm. Tenth generation tapes.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: sometimes I I managed to luck out and find a guy down here who sold straight copies off of the Japanese laserdiscs. Oh, so it was great quality, but I did not know a word they were saying.
0: Yeah, because it wasn't fanlubbed oh, or anything. No, You're just no, like,
1: no, no, no. yeah, no, not at all. This is all
0: just in raw Japanese, and I'm just gonna watch it
1: <laughs> exactly, and kind of make up, hopefully, make up the story. Actually, to even date myself even further. There was—I don't know if you remember this magazine back then called Animag. Yes. Yeah, I. Oh my goodness, it was so hard for me to find. But the issues that I found would be like my bibles because I would literally watch the anime mm-hmm. with, with the with the, uh, the, the copy of Animag that was covering that anime, because they would do like little like a synopsis, like a breakdown of of you know whether it was Fist of the North Star or Akira or
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: ISIS you know I'd be watching I would like, oh okay, I have this issue oh they're talking about the it. time so I'd be watching it and now you know they did really bare bones explanations of, of what was going on in the in the episode but to me it was way you know better than me just kind of making it up
0: <laughs> as I right.
1: went along yeah
0: oh man yeah I I had to do that with a lot of thi- like you know before like, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon were over here, like, you know, we'd get raw tapes of it, like, with the commercials in it, and we would just be like, I think this is, yeah, like, I think this is what's going on, but I can't really be sure, because it's not subtitled, it's, it's straight off of TV. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, or just seeing, like, especially if you live in, in a, in a, a, a city that has, um, a, a really well-populated Chinatown. Sometimes you would just see random images of anime characters. I remember the first time I saw Super Saiyan three Goku, I thought he turned into a, a Neanderthal.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, he kind of does look like yeah,
1: that. <laughs> exactly, but with no context to put to the to the image, you're thinking like, oh. I, does he become evil? Because he looks kind of evil. I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. dumb. Maybe his next power up makes him dumb. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, that's like we were talking about like in my Dragon Ball episode, like if you saw like an out of context screenshot of something that was like from somebody's like dream or like imagining something that was like totally ridiculous, like people would take that and put it on, like, a a message board or out of context, and they'd be like, look at this, what's going on? And they'd make up some ridiculous thing about it, and later you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was totally fake.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, like I was mentioning to you before uh, we started recording, uh, when I worked at Anime Hurricane, at the time there wasn't such a huge internet presence, so people would see whatever they saw on the internet as gospel. So yes. fan, art, fan art of Super Saiyan 5 Goku, <laughs> you know, Super Saiyan 10 Vegeta.
0: Oh, goodness.
1: Uh, yeah, and oh, the worst was GT Gold. These episodes, oh. Dragon Ball GT Gold. Uh, do you remember the, the rumors or the, you know, people saying, oh, I have a cousin who has <laughs> a friend of a neighbor who has episodes of Dragon Ball GT Gold. And yeah.
0: <laughs> after after Z ended and after GT ended, there were there were all sorts of like, oh, there's this new Dragon Ball coming out and people would just be like, "Oh no, yeah, it's totally real. I know a guy." And
1: Yeah, exactly. They live
0: in Japan and they're totally watching it. Yeah. Like there 'cause cuz there's I, no if way. Miami,
1: if I live in Miami. Most of those relatives would be from either Venezuela or Argentina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz there was no way to, you know, we couldn't just Google it. And be like, you're lying. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. And if you Google, if you did Google it, you'd probably just run into the same images that they did. Right. Would be like, oh, I guess there is a Super Saiyan 10 Vegeta.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except we weren't using Google. What were we using back then? Like Alta Vista? uh, Yeah. Uh, Yahoo search.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Oh, so, so Anime Hurricane. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your store?
1: So, Anime Hurricane, uh, it was it was started by Miami Mike, who had originally worked the comic book convention circuit.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, that makes sense. Usually within, you know, South Florida, but he would also go throughout the U.S. when he had the chance. Hmm. And he decided that he wanted to open a store. And I had known him for a couple of years, and I'd helped him at some of the cons and whatnot. And, um, at first he started just doing comic books, but Mm -hmm. then he started branching out into, uh, anime, toys, uh, fan subs, selling fan subs, which I had a huge no-no, but you know. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And that ties into the story. But so, (gasps) uh, yeah, he he would do that at the shows and he wanted to open uh, an actual retail front. And he, you know, me working with him, he saw that I was very knowledgeable when it came to anime and comics and everything that he wanted to put into the store. So he asked me if I wanted to run it for him. I was like, sure, why not? Well, dream come true, working in a comic book slash anime store. Oh, my. And I get paid. Oh, my goodness. Even even better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Is this a dream? Somebody pinch me.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know. Uh, we opened up the storefront, and it was you know very quiet at first. But it was, I want to say it was almost like just it was weird timing when it when he had opened the store because mm-hmm. comics comics were kind of like on the wane. It wasn't really paying the bills, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really going to keep the store open. But we were selling the fan subs. The fan subs and all of the, you know, anime wall scrolls, figures, anything related to, you know, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, whatever was popular at the time. And that actually was bringing in more income than uh, the comic book stuff. And if we didn't sell any of that stuff, that store would have been closed down within months. But Mm -hmm. when we had opened, Dragon Ball Z had just started showing on TV uh Pokemon had just hit. Oh. Yeah, Pokemon had just hit. Uh Sailor Moon was really big because I I believe at that time it had just finished its run on TV incomplete. And here we
0: Yeah, are. the the first like what two seasons and then they stopped, yeah. yeah. Two and a half and here we were,
1: you know, saying, "Hey, if you're into Sailor Moon, we have the rest of it." You know? <laughs> and same with the Dragon Dragon Ball, you know, you know those infamous early uh, adult swim cartoon network runs where they would stop at a certain point and just would rerun the same episode over and over until the new season started
0: and oh here, yeah
1: if you want to see what happens at the end <laughs> of the Frieza saga we got it right here so we really it was just dumb luck that we opened and had what we had at that time,
0: yeah, so this is basically uh I want to say probably the mid to late nineties right um, around ninety ninety eight ninety mm-hmm. ninety
1: like, yeah around...
0: this is this is around the time where um a lot of anime stores were opening up across America, I noticed, like uh you would flip open like any like an America or Protoculture addicts or yeah. whatever magazine, and there'd be like ads for whatever anime store, like randomly, like in California or uh, New York or Washington or even in Canada.
1: What was even, it was, what was even weirder was that you find middle America would start getting these stores because the coasts were kind of like, okay, you know, these kind of small trinkety stores were around, but now they're actually getting noticed because of the, the rise in anime's popularity. But when you start seeing like anime stores in like Kansas and
0: yeah.
1: Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know Billy Bob here loves <laughs> Goku. That's when <laughs> that's when you realize that like it's really it's really turned into a phenomenon.
0: Yeah, there was a real big boom of them, yeah. uh, it, and it was really interesting because I had friends who lived in various parts of america and some of them would be like oh yeah we just got an anime store and i'd be like what really you got an anime store like all the way in like you know virginia or you know uh ohio or what and i would be like wow that's pretty yeah yeah.
1: oh the other thing that really helped too is that um the main comic distributor uh i don't know how much you know about like the whole comic distribution system uh but oh like like diamond Yes, with Diamond. Diamond apparently saw what was going on too. And they just increased the amount of anime and anime merch available by like 100.
0: Oh, yeah. I used to, they used to have like the Diamond preview like uh, catalogs like at comic Mm -hmm. stores. And I would like grab them and take them home and like stare at all the stuff that I wanted. And um, I specifically remember... There was a time where you could order the the Sailor Moon art books, Mm -hmm. and they were like $40 a piece. Oh, yeah. And I I wanted them so badly, but Mm -hmm. my mom was like, you are not paying $40 a book for like an anime book.
1: Oh, you sure and you should like, your mom those were at at conventions before Diamond got to them, those were one hundred dollar books.
0: Oh, now they're like three and four hundred dollar books oh, because they're yeah, all out
1: of print, long out of print. Yeah,
0: because they're all out of print. And now I'm just like, Oh, I should have just not listened to my mother and bought them anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sound investment. That would have been a very
0: sound investment. Uh, yeah, hindsight. uh. I mean, she she basically just didn't want me to waste all my babysitting money on (laughs) like books. But I was I was buying like videotapes like constantly. So I don't know why she was so adamant about that. I was like, you know, I'm gonna spend thirty nine dollars on this anime tape, and she'd be like, okay, honey.
1: (laughs) Uh, I still feel a tinge of guilt over having a kid come in and spending. $40 $40 on like a Brawly figure that had like two points of articulation
0: because oh, yeah, it imported the,
1: from Japan.
0: <laughs> the toys back then were not very good. Oh, I mean, oh. the toys we have now are oh. so much nicer.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Thank God They're I don't so have fancy. To the money or the space for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have to be very, very selective in what i have because i have like very little space i have a very small apartment but like uh a few years ago like they started putting out new sailor moon figures and i was like well i gotta get some of those (laughs) because they're amazing like you can pose them and they come with different faces (laughs) that you can put on them and it's like amazing like oh my god the, the figures we had back in the 90s were just like they were all just a solid chunk of plastic and if you put them anywhere where it was too warm they would start like leaning over because oh, yeah. the plastic would start like melting.
1: Yeah, there was no ankle support.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so, they would snap.
1: You know, oh yeah. Terrible. Your yeah, w- figures would just be, you know, face down on the floor.
0: Yes. Uh really one all- time one time I was in a in an earthquake. We had a little mini earthquake and I had this cute little a mini statue of Cardcaptor Sakura. And it, she fell in the earthquake and it just oh. chopped her head right off. That,
1: yeah, that was the end of Cardcaptor. <laughs>
0: oh. Poor Sakura.
1: Yeah, poor thing, yeah. But so, yeah, that's what we had to deal with yeah, back in the days with with Anime Hurricane. When, uh, you know, the just the burgeoning anime scene that anybody, as long as you had something that looked halfway decent and was... Related to the anime that you were watching, people were willing to just pony up any kind of money.
0: They oh, yeah, because back, back then we were desperate for anime things. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like... so that's why we were able to sell fan subs. I know it's awful. <laughs> 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 we were able to sell those fan subs, you know, hand over fist. We couldn't... We, when it came especially to the Dragon Ball Z tapes, we almost could not keep up with the demand of people that they wanted. Wow. Because not only were we doing the storefront, but he was also going... He was still continuing to do the conventions and going around and, you know... Oh, so
0: he was going, like, everywhere, huh? Yeah,
1: mm -hmm. he was going everywhere. Which, that leads back, again, to the story of what happened. Of
0: Dragon Con, yeah. So, (laughs) So, first of all, how... How did you guys find out about that that video? Like, d- or did you not know about this until like you just saw the picture a few years ago?
1: No, that is funny because we actually did not realize that that had happened. So one of our customers came in and said, "Hey, did you see what someone had put at the end of one of your tapes?" We're <gasps> like, "What? What are you oh talking about?" Oh my
0: god! <laughs> so you literally sold one of the tapes that was like. Miami Mike! At Uh. at this point, it had been
1: dozens, if not hundreds. Oh, no! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. because, you know, kids these days, uh, even back then, the minute the episode's over, they just stop it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, especially if they're little. Like, they don't care about the credits. They're like, whatever. But if (laughs) you—I mean, have you
1: ever seen the actual tape? No. Because the only reason I can think of—because I personally would used to watch uh, when I was just a fan— and I would watch mm-hmm. fan subs. I would just stick around at the end just to see, like, the shout outs. And there was a lot of trash talking, too, back then.
0: Yeah, there's actually um, the on the Dragon Ball uh, Kaizenshu, like, uh, website forums, there's, like, a whole thread of just, like, trash talking uh, fan sub screen caps.
1: Yeah, and Tenosaur was the king of talking trash at the end of the tapes. So wow. I was just fascinated. I would watch it, you know, and all I can think of is that somebody else, um, you know, had the same fascination that I did and would just stick around during the end credits to see exactly what, what kind of trash talking was going around. Because wow. I think at that point I had, I think i had kind of fallen out of like, I, I wouldn't watch Dragon Ball regularly I would just mm-hmm. catch, like, you know, the major episodes.
0: Yeah, like when you had time. You're like, yeah. oh, what's what's been going on with Goku and everybody?
1: Yeah, exactly. And plus, uh, when you're working around anime so much, sometimes I <laughs> You're like, you, you go to... home
0: and you're like, I need a break. <laughs>
1: exactly. The last thing you really want to do is go home and watch more anime. <laughs> So, yeah, uh,
0: at first uh, you're like, oh, boy, anime. I work at the anime store. And I then know. you come home and you're like, ugh, uh, anime. Exactly. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> no more. No so, more. Yeah, so, you know, one day a customer of ours just comes in and he goes, hey, did you see what these people wrote about you at at the end of, I don't even remember what, what volume it was, but at the end of this volume of Dragon Ball Z we're like, no, what are you, well, all right, get the tape, get the tape, so it was me, Mike, and a couple of our other good friends who would help out at the store, and we pop in the tape, and we fast-forward all the way to the end, and we get to the part where it says the whole Miami Mike, you know, trash talk, and we just start dying of laughter. (laughs) We're like, Mike, what the hell did you do to this guy? (laughs) And so yeah,
0: that that brings the question what did what did Miami Mike do at Dragon Con?
1: <laughs> he has no idea. Really? The most truthful Yeah. The most truthful, honest answer I can give you that he told us was that he had no idea. He absolutely wow. had no idea. and so the only thing that we could surmise was that at one of the conventions Tennisore was actually set up because some of these, depending on where the fan subber lived, mm-hmm. they would set up uh, booths to sell their tapes themselves. So, you know, don't paint, don't don't make these fan subbers out to be the saints that they think they are because they sold their own fan subs too, okay?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, were, there were some that did it like, you know, as well as they could. They were like, you know, if you just send us... Enough to cover the tape and the and the shipping. We send yeah. you a tape, but there yeah. were legitimately fan subbers out there who were like, "It's twenty bucks per tape."
1: Oh yeah, mm hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, twenty bucks per tape for like two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Ooh. it's just a forty-five minute OAV. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, or a movie or something, and you're yeah. just like, "Wow, I had to pay that much for this."
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you know. These people, they were they were at conventions. The Tenasaor fan subbers were at conventions selling their their work, and it was you know a lot of it was Dragon Ball Z, and they were mm-hmm. one. Uh, I think there were maybe a couple other fan subbers out at the time that were doing Dragon Ball, but they were the they were the most up to date because you know they got the TV feed, as evidenced by the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on uh, on those tapes. And they were the fastest to get the, the work done because fan subbing was a major chore back then. It is not, you know, the speed at that, that it's done today where you get like simul simulcasted uh fan sub stuff.
0: Oh no, you needed like heavy duty equipment for fan subbing back in the day. Uh, expensive, expensive
1: equipment. Expensive mm-hmm. a lot of time. It would be at least oh, like two, three months for one episode? Yep. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. if you knew someone who spoke Japanese and can translate it for you too. Yeah,
0: if you or, or if you were just guessing. <laughs> yeah.
1: That that happened a lot on Ruroni Kenshin fan subs.
0: <laughs> that happened on a lot of fansubs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes it did. I,
0: I mean I have I have a really old fan sub tape that I got from a friend of um, the old uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA <laughs> mm-hmm. from back in the day. And, like, they didn't know how to spell or pronounce anyone's names. They were like, um, this guy's named Star Platoona. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, we didn't know anything back
1: then. (laughs) (laughs) How was I supposed to know they were named after rock groups and stuff like that? I don't know. Right? Yeah, but so, like I was saying, the most we could surmise is that Tennisor was set up at a convention, and Miami Mike was also set up at the same convention, and they had done a trade, you know, fan sub tapes for merchandise because Mike, you know, he had the wall scrolls, Gundam model kits, you know, uh, Dragon Ball Z figures, whatever tchotchkes, you know, he could he could get his hands on to sell at a convention. So I'm pretty sure. That he did a trade of merchandise for some of Tennisore's, uh, videos, which at mm-hmm. that point is pretty much almost master quality because you're getting mm-hmm. direct from them. Right. It's not like a 10th generation, uh, copy that you're getting. So I don't know what Tenosaur thought he, <laughs> Miami Mike was going to do with these because he sure as hell wasn't going to just watch him in the. In the privacy of his own home, because he was already selling fan subs at the time too.
0: Uh huh. Oh, so,
1: yeah. You know, I'm guessing at the next convention that they both were at, Miami Mike had already made copies of the tapes that he had made the trade of and was selling them at the same convention. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so. So there
0: was so there was this whole like fan sub selling grudge going yeah. on.
1: Yeah, and kind of like, almost like a, a betrayal, you know? He thought, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I said, I don't know I don't know why Tenosaur thought that he was going to just be, like, pure in his intentions with these fans subs <laughs> that he got from them, but... We had a deal, Mike! Exactly, and, and that's why, you know, ooh, that was messed up what you did, Miami, Mike! I,
0: I know what you did to me!
1: Think I, exactly, I know what you did to me, <laughs> and, Oh my
0: goodness! Uh, wow, it, it sounds so like, like you said, almost salacious. Like, yeah. oh, it was this horrible betrayal. What could it have possibly I been? I know. And, <laughs> and it basically came down to like fans up wars. Yes, exactly. Like, ancient, ancient fans up wars.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> you know bootleg, bootleg upon bootleg. You copy. You bootleg my bootleg. <laughs> you
0: you sold my bootleg that I was going to sell my bootleg copy of first exactly. how dare you
1: exactly how dare so you you know they were they were mad that Mike was getting uh, a piece of that anime pie mm hmm whatever convention they were at, and they were so so offended by that that they had to put a little smack talk at the end of one of their tapes.
0: <laughs> And they had to make it as vague as possible, so they sounded like they were being really hurt by this, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I mean, they've called. I mean, they they swore revenge to other, you know, uh, people in other storefronts. Uh, which is funny because one of the storefronts that they mentioned, I used to frequent as <laughs> as this, a little kid that would go in there and buy fan subs up in Chinatown, because I'm originally from New York, so. Mm-hmm. I, would, I knew of a store that I would go to and I would buy their stuff. And lo and behold, at the end of one of their videos, Tenosaur video, calling them out saying, yeah, you go to hell too, so-and-so, for selling our fan subs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny because, like, you know, I grew up thinking, like, you know, you, you get a fan sub tape, right? And you're not supposed to sell it. You you basically paid for the tape and the shipping. And that was like your promise that, you know, you didn't pay some sort of outrageous retail price. You're yeah. just paying for the tape and whatnot. But yeah. like you said, there were plenty of people who like misconstrued that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, we we can totally make money off of this." They weren't fans that were like doing it out of the goodness of their heart. No. They were doing they were doing it to make some quick money. You you had to, you know, you had to kind
1: of you had to kind of, you know, see their entrepreneurial spirit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, they saw a market, yeah. and they they were trying to cater to it and make right. some money. I mean, I I can understand why they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it did, like, I think the first time I ever bought a tape where it wasn't, like, explicitly labeled as a fan sub, when I bought it, I thought I was buying, like a Japanese VHS tape. And then when I got it, it was like fan subbed. And then in the the middle, it was like, not for sale or rent. And I was like, Uh I I paid like $40 for this. Uh." (laughs) And, you know, that first time you ever do that, you feel kind of ripped off. You're like, man, I'm such a sucker. But at least
1: with our store, we never never made any pretense that we were selling a legit, you know, product. We told them right. what it was. It was they were fan subs. We had I mean, we were pretty much the first big anime store down here in Miami, if not the south you know, southeast of the US. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of educating that we had to do too when it came to the anime scene because, you know, with that explosion of anime, there was a lot of new people on the scene who they they didn't know exactly that there were all these labels and all these levels too
0: <laughs> right you know, to the right fandom. and this was and this was like a totally new frontier like you know anime wasn't as accessible or readily available as it was now oh, like yeah. now you can go to Walmart and buy anime which yeah. still kind of blows my mind you don't, have, don't, don't mind. have
1: to go to Walmart you just click three clicks two clicks and you're already streaming the latest episode of a show if Yeah. Japan
0: yeah it's, it was, it's it's just
1: like we it's were crazy. talking about before it's it's almost like it's it's almost too accessible and that you know <laughs> they, there's no challenge in what we had gotten you know when we were growing up as anime fans it was really seen as like a treasure that we were able mm-hmm. to get these tapes and and you know get these episodes and you know you would have your friends over and be like oh my god i just got the newest tape i got the newest volume of dragon ball z you think they're gonna beat selling this one? I don't know. Hopefully there's no more charging. They're not charging up <laughs> the next three episodes too.
0: Oh god. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh man. Yeah, but, but...
1: I have read you know, I, I read a lot of, of you know, comments from the older anime fans saying that, yeah, there's really no there's no almost attachment to the anime that these kids see these days. Not not to the extent that we do, because they didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to go through what we did to get it, you know, whether it was going to, uh, waiting for, uh, the yearly Comic Con to come through town and hope that the dealer that you bought, you know, <laughs> tapes from last year is going to show up this year, you
0: know? hmm. hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, there, there are plenty of stores where, uh, back in the day, I had fr- I have friends who were my age who are like, yeah, I didn't realize I was buying bootlegs, but I would go to Chinatown and buy like, you know, my my copy of Sailor Moon or my copy of Dragon Ball or whatever. Yeah. And
1: thanks to, to many a parent, like who would come in and they would say, hey, this tape, this Dragon Ball Z tape that I bought from you has commercials. I go, yeah. Well, that's it's from you know. (laughs) It was
0: was, from Japan.
1: (laughs) Japanese TV. Wait, this isn't from like a legit company. I'm like, no. (laughs) No, sorry. Exactly. It really was a weird gray area because, like, like you know, like you said before, the internet wasn't as big as it was, as it is now, and that if yeah, definitely digging. And you had to know, like, the proper links or connections to just find the one website where you could send the, you know, the the self-addressed envelope with $5, Mm -hmm. just a blank tape, you know, and then hope that you get it back in in a decent amount of time. Because a lot of these, you know, non-for-profit anime fan subbers were backlogged.
0: Oh yeah, for there like a
1: lot ages. of times where it was like, oh, we hope to get your tape out in the next 3 to 4 months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cuz we have to copy like 50 other tapes.
1: Yeah, Cuz this is really, I mean, the the fans, this was really fan work where they were in their garage with 10 VCRs, you know, hooked up one to another.
0: <laughs> all yeah, all daisy chained copying yeah. the same thing.
1: Exactly. And you know, one of the machines is going to break down sooner or later, and you know, you <laughs>
0: Yeah, because if you're, if you're running those things constantly, they break.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. and then if you if you had your own, like, little community of friends and you met more anime fans who are, like, local, mm-hmm. like like I did, like, you would get together on the weekends and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, okay, who has new tapes? And then we'd watch tapes together while we recorded them for each other. Yeah.
1: Then, you and, you know, like, like you were saying, it was that weird, it's a weird gray area back then because it was either do it, the, you know, quote unquote legit way of sending out the tapes and, you know, hope you get your tape back in four months or you got this guy on, you know, in this storefront who's selling them for 10 bucks. You could get it now. Instant gratification. You right. Wait, you know.
0: So. Yeah. You know, I mean it would it would be years before we as a collective group were like, oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, exactly. For for some fan it took them even longer than that to to figure out like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be selling these tapes.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. And some of them <laughs> and, went legit. It's actually a lot of I know a lot of the early fan subs ended up getting jobs with Bandai. When Bandai first oh. got into the legit, uh, you know, uh, home video market, and a, a lot of the uh, ADV... Are, mm-hmm. No, ADV's not around anymore.
0: <laughs> but ADV well, well like, they're kind of around, sort yeah, of. Yeah.
1: Like, the multi- <laughs> they're like hip-
0: Sentai now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sort of. They have all sorts of, <laughs> of subsidiaries now. It's for tax reasons, I think, right? <laughs> but,
0: yeah, but, for business reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's but a whole yeah, thing.
1: Them, and I know a lot of, a lot of the... Um, Uh, anime companies had picked up so yeah a lot of them went legit and Mm -hmm. uh so i guess that just kind of killed the uh the the anime fan sub uh service even though it still goes on somewhat with the more yeah you you
0: you still see like a lot of digital fan subs and if you go to chinatowns you'll still find like bootleg dvds of things yeah um but it's way more apparent that like oh these aren't like legit things and I shouldn't be buying them. Oh, and yeah. I can just oh. watch it for free legally on like Crunchyroll yeah, or exactly. or Amazon Prime uh, or Yeah, uh, these
1: days are much more savvy to what what, you know, is a legit product and and what isn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure at one point you were, you were probably like, "Oh man, I feel kind of bad that I sold all those Dance-up tapes, I saw
1: it as a service to the community <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we really
1: did help expand the anime scene down here. I mean, if one thing came out of it was the fact that we really did help a lot of kids get into anime, uh, that's true. here. Yeah, and, and you know, and we you know we had bills to pay too, so <laughs> <True>. <laughs> we tried to sell it. We tried to sell it with as little markup as possible. I think it was like ten bucks a tape that we sold. Oh. And it wasn't like the one episode. You know, we tried to pad out, you know, as much as we could. And the ten bucks pretty much I mean, it was a nice clamshell color art. It wasn't like no rinky dink paper sleeve. We made, you know, really nice you know, it came it was a nice package, a nice product that <laughs> that we, that we <laughs> put together, you know. So it wasn't get like, you know, you weren't getting like you know, a 10th generation tape. Yeah, It was actually, mm. like, we tried to get it as nice as possible, which you know, much to the chagrin of Tenosaur.
0: <laughs> Whoops.
1: <laughs> yeah, they weren't too happy about it, but our customers were, so you know, oh. I, I like to think that we at least had some kind of impact down here with, with our storefront and what we tried to do with, with you know, with anime and not not just treat it as a business, but also at least try and educate. Like I said, we had coming in, oh, Saint Seiya. We had the whole run of Saint Seiya before anyone, before it even ran on Adult Swim or the video games or anything, mainly just for our South American clientele, because they love Saint Seiya.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. every Like everybody who grew up in South America was like all about Saint Seiya, uh, Candy Candy, Amazing yeah. Z. was
1: impossible to find back then. We couldn't find... We found, like, one movie. The can We found one Candy Candy movie to fan sub and bootleg, and that-, <laughs> that was it.
0: Yeah, there wasn't, like, a lot of... Like, people wanted, like, the action-y stuff. Like, a lot of people probably weren't requesting Candy Candy. <laughs> you, I mean, I would have been because it, Candy Candy is great, but... It would actually
1: be the, the, the girlfriends of yeah. Latin American anime fans that would be asking for the candy candy well
0: i mean that makes sense yeah
1: yeah while the guys themselves would be you know i want sensei i want mazinger z uh
0: i mean i, w- I would want all three of those yeah. personally, <laughs> but <laughs> oh man so so how long did anime hurricane last uh
1: i want to say eight eight years eight to ten years
0: yeah, so like, you closed uh, up about mm, what, like twenty Well, I wasn't there at,
1: uh, when Anime Hurricane closed down. Because,
0: oh, okay.
1: Yeah, because uh six years into working at Anime Hurricane, I got fired for mouthing <gasps> up at, at Miami Mike because, oh. because Miami Mike was a terrible boss <laughs> and did not like to pay <laughs> oh, his no. he did not like to play, pay his employees on time. So <laughs> oh.
0: Ah, so I take it that that answers my next question. Like, are you still friends with Miami Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming
1: no. Oh, yeah, no, that I mean, uh, not out of any malice towards his firing, you know, him firing me. But the fact that uh, like personal things started getting like his life, his personal life started going haywire. And eventually ooh. it led to him selling. Selling off Anime Hurricane to one of his employees who uh, ran it into the ground because he didn't know what he was doing either.
0: Ooh. Yeah, and
1: I would tell Mike all the time that he knew, like, he was great at running conventions. Like, you know, working a booth at a convention, but he was terrible at running a store.
0: Yeah, because that's kind of different. Like when when you're at a convention, you just you know you pay for a table, you come in for a weekend, you sell everything, and then you leave.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's really a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am kind of deal. (laughs) Yeah, but I had been work at that point. I had been working retail for 15 years, so I knew what it took to to make a store run and how to build a clientele. And he, it was like constantly butting heads with him because he would try and run the store like. Like a convention, like like a booth Ooh. convention, and you can't do that me? with
0: no that
1: with, with, with <laughs> that's retail store.
0: That's complete that two completely different things.
1: Yeah, so it was oh uh. my yeah we were constantly butting heads, and the worst part was that he would very rarely pay pay me on time, and I would tell him like, "Hey, listen, uh, my power is about to get cut off at home. I need to get oh no yeah." And meanwhile, he would have tons of merchandise coming into the store, and we would literally have to like go to three different banks to like uh, use his ATM card because it would be max limits on how much you could withdraw, and then go to a fourth bank to buy a uh, cashier's check to pay for all this stuff. And at one point, I, I at the very end, I told him, "Listen, I wish you would put as much effort into paying me as you did picking up this merchandise." And apparently he mm-hmm. did that, so he fired me.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: Yeah. But, you know.
0: Uh, well, I mean, that's not terribly surprising.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> that, you know. It is, what is, it, is. it is what it is. Yeah. Best, you know.
0: That is kind of a bummer for you, though. Because, like, that was another thing I noticed, like, in this big boom of, like, anime stores in the 90s, a lot of them we only around for like a few years. And then as soon as the market started getting oversaturated, yeah. like they would just drop like flies because yeah. they didn't know how to handle it.
1: Exactly. Because it, like I would say, you have to nurture your clientele. You know, once mm-hmm. you get them in, it's almost, it's almost akin to being a drug dealer. Once, <laughs> you know, once they're hooked on your product, you got to keep on, you know, you have to keep them coming back. Mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. to get them with the next big thing whatever it may be you know whether it's uh you know have them go from dragon ball to uh naruto and then from naruto to you know uh, something more mature like uh evangelion or something like that but he had mm-hmm. none of that he had none of that know how
0: uh, he was just selling like the same stuff over and over again exactly and basically <laughs>
1: everything that he had picked as like the next big thing just ended up just completely flopping. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was without any of our guidance, without my, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but without I, I want to think that without my guidance, you know, he really didn't know where to go when it when it came to anime.
0: Yeah, cuz you were saying before that like he asked you uh, because, like, you had more of the anime knowledge. Like, you kind of knew what was going on and what was uh, popular and what was yeah. selling. Yeah. And you would help him with yeah,
1: that. Yeah. Because, first and foremost, I was a fan. I've been a fan of anime since I was five. So, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, you know, I was raised on anime and I kept up with the scene as I got older. And I, you know, like like I said, would re- you know, watch straight Japanese off the laser disc with my Animag magazine. So,. You know, first and foremost, I was always an anime fan. So, you know, I, I kept up with the trends, but he just was pure business, you know, and his favorite anime was Battle Angel Alita. And that was it.
0: <laughs> really? <Yeah.
1: laughs> favorite. Absolute <laughs> favorite.
0: I mean, I mean, good taste, but also kind of weird because like the the anime version of Battle Angel Alita was just like, eh, we're going to only do the first like two volumes, yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> no more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but so that's kind of an stupid.
0: odd thing to be like, that's my favorite anime. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. But I mean, it, as someone who just was not into the anime scene, you know, it, especially, like, you could see it in, in my customers too at the time. They would come in, and all they would want was, like, a one and done movie, which. Mm-hmm. It's like a handful, (laughs) really, if you think about it. There's really only a handful of of one-and-done anime movies that you can recommend to people that has, like, you know, American taste, quote-unquote American taste, which is like Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell, you know, everything else is very either a continuation... From a long-running series or mm-hmm. uh, something just really weird like Angel's Egg, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And and back then there weren't, like, a ton of movies that you could just be like, oh, yeah, here, watch this. Because after a while you'd be like, I've watched basically all the big movies, so yeah, now exactly.
1: what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was the kind of taste that Mike had. Mike really was not a series watcher. He was... Just like those customers that came in and wanted something like Ninja Scroll or something, you know, just one and done, and that's it. He doesn't have to pay attention to
0: Yeah, that's like, uh, I would have friends who uh, I'd show them like Akira or Ghost in the Shell, and they'd be like, ooh, what else is like that? And I'm like, yeah. N- nothing really. That- that's why they're cool. Exactly. They're unique. That's why they're <laughs> classics. The... You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's no other movie exactly like yeah. that. Like, like
1: I have, you base... other, have other great movies to show you, but you have to watch like three seasons of the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, to get it. you know. <sighs>
0: Uh yeah, I mean that at that point, like if someone had asked me, like, "Well, I really liked Akira. What should I do now?" I'd be like, I "Read the manga." Yeah, Cause, <laughs> much better. I mean, if you liked that, yeah. there's like several volumes of it in book form.
1: Yeah, it's much <laughs> different from the from you know the movie. Right. So,
0: but like back then, it was uh that was a chore though.
1: <laughs> yeah, to recommend people who just would would, would just want the one movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, like I said, it was a handful. That's it, really.
0: So now you're you're still in Miami, right? Yeah. You're still in the same area.
1: Yeah. So now, are, are, you, are you... I have nothing to do with the industry anymore. I'm just a fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you are just a civilian.
1: Yes, I'm just a civilian. And I... You
0: are no longer an anime store person.
1: Oh, no. Uh,
0: But you but you can wear that badge proudly that you worked with Miami Mike
1: I guess, yeah I, I guess and i have
0: that <laughs> and i have the business card to prove it do you do it's it? It's, is... it's funny like actually i forgot to mention if i if you flip over this business card um Oops. there are it's I... <laughs> it, there's there's a back to it where the person who owned this uh, there's a list of old comic book stores uh from the florida area oh and their phone numbers God. and i think this this person was just like collecting like info on where he could buy like comics and anime and stuff
1: oh wow whoever
0: had whoever had this business card because there's like no. a bunch of like comic stores and their phone numbers i tried to look them up but like most of these are gone yeah <laughs> i
1: can guarantee you that the majority 90 90 percent 99 percent of the comic book stores that were back then that were there but that were in Miami back then are no longer here
0: oh for sure yeah 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 I mean with with the, the the sort of comic book bubble like bursting in the past like what 10 15 years uh there is a significant drop in like comic stores like around well the digital the whole US
1: the digital medium is really just taking a huge chunk out of uh, out of the comic book business even I mean it's weird because it again it's the cycle has come around to when it's almost mirroring what what happened when we had first opened up excuse me anime hurricane how comic sales were kind of waning and it wasn't really that great, so anime had to come in and help you know keep the doors open then all of a sudden, this huge boom. Of you know nerd cool, with you know the Marvel movies, Walking Dead, ten superhero TV shows going on concurrently mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. on TV, you know, and it's you know it's bringing it's bringing traffic to comic book stores, but if all they rely on is comics, they're gonna close within within weeks. You know they have mm-hmm. to uh, they almost yeah. have to make themselves like a uh, hot topic and make and just. <laughs> Fill up with all the other trinkets and tchotchkes that go along with with the series. The shot glasses, the lanyards, the t-shirts.
0: The Funko Pops. Oh, my
1: goodness. We have one store down here that recently opened. It's nothing but a wall of Funko Pops.
0: (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: I can't. Oh, no. And I've talked with my friends, too, saying, like, when is the bubble for this going to burst? Because... It's like 30 figures a month of the most obscure things that I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I personally would love a Golden Girl (laughs) Funko Pop, (laughs) but is it really that big of a market
0: for it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure eventually they're going to run out of something to make a Funko Pop out of. I think once you start
1: making Golden Girl Funko Pops, you have run out of things. (laughs) True. <laughs> the big Funko pops, so, though, but they're think,
0: reaching a little bit, yeah, just a little bit.
1: But, it's, <laughs> it's, but like, like I was saying, the because you know you have all these people coming to the stores now, but they're just buying all the the gear, the nerd gear, but they're not really buying yeah. books themselves. So yeah. unless With... unless the store adapts and you know starts selling all that stuff, yeah, they're gonna close within days. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh the last place i lived there was a uh quote comic shop that uh they mostly sold just like you know stuff like they had walls of t-shirts they had posters and figures and statues and all that stuff and then all the comics were pushed way in the back <laughs> you so know, you you had to like, all this you had stuff to walk from <laughs> yeah you had to walk all the way through like all that stuff <laughs> to get to the comics yeah and the the guy who ran it like he literally had never run a business before but it was his dream like because i talked to him one time i was like so how long have you been oh i just opened it this year it's always been my dream he had no training awesome. he didn't and every time I asked him, like, oh, are you going to get, like, this manga or, like, this indie comic? Oh, no, I just do superhero comics. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And uh, oh. I, I moved away about, like, uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that I was still following that store on Facebook because they used to have, like, coupons, like, if you followed them on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I checked him out because I was like, I haven't seen any posts from this thing in a while. And I looked and... Uh, <laughs> They had apparently closed the year I had moved, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "Oh man, I kind of figured,
1: <laughs> yeah, see it's it's when a fan opens and runs a business, it's very hard for them to stay open because it's almost like you have to have you have to be a business person first and a fan second,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's sadly that's kind of how you." gotta run things like that because if you don't know what you're doing you're just gonna like you said like that one friend of yours that bought the store you're just gonna run it into the ground if you don't know how to operate a business
1: Mm -hmm. exactly
0: oh man so uh, i mean now that all that time has passed like are you still an anime fan do you still like check out anime oh
1: yes i'll always be an anime fan i keep up with you know what's currently uh showing and i yeah i'm i'm Yes, anime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, anime. I think yes, the fact that I that I don't work at Anime Hurricane anymore actually had given me a good sense of distance from from you know, anime because like we're, like I was saying before, you know, the last thing I wanted to do when I got home from work was watch more anime because it was right. constantly uh, anime, 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 comic books, comic books, and I was that's the last thing I wanted to see you know, the fact that I didn't work there anymore actually allowed me to kind of just be a fan again and to enjoy it.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like I would be the same way. Like, you know, you would have to really, really love anime a whole lot to be around it 24 seven, I think. And I mean, I like anime a lot, but I don't know if I love it that much. Yeah. It's, you know, it's <laughs> one of
1: those, like, you know, don't, don't, don't wish for your dream to come true because it'll turn into a nightmare. <laughs> you know, because to a lot of people out there, it sounds like, "Oh wow, you mean I get to work with anime all day?" And it's like, it's still work. You know, and if it's not just sitting around and watching anime, you actually got to sell this stuff. And you have to, you know, usually the last thing uh, you're doing is just sitting around watching anime. You know? mm-hmm. And definitely, yeah,
0: yeah. Bless those people who work in the industry that like work around anime all the time oh, and yet are oh, yeah. still quality fans of it
1: and yeah. And like having to, uh, uh proofread the <laughs> subtitles oh. and QCers, although God bless the QCers, those quality control people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Translators. Like I follow some translators on Twitter and I, I know it's hard, hard work, mm-hmm. but they really love it. And they yeah. put so much time and care into it. You have to love I it. mean, you have to, Oh, love
1: it. in in that industry industry doing that.
0: Yes. Definitely. And plus you don't always get to I mean the lucky people get to translate and work on things that they really like but you don't always get to work on things that you really
1: like. 90% of the time it's junk. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff you have zero interest in at all. (laughs) Yeah. So like me when when Anime Hurricane was running uh, the harem anime boom had started happening. I have zero Um, interest in harem anime, so I was like, oh, my God, whatever. Just here, you go watch it. You go watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I need more anime with robots. Where are my robot animes? I don't even think, like, a Gundam... I think Gundam had kind of taken a break
0: for a little while, too, so I was like, oh, my God, Gundam Gundam to watch. (laughs) Gundam took a significant break for quite a while. We were without Gundam for a few years
1: <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh my god no i don't want to watch Seed destiny Seed destiny's garbage
0: <laughs> oh no. no yeah everyone with the same face <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, and the worst it was like the worst main character ever oh and Ugh. and like i was saying before also all those bazillion evangelion knockoffs that were just awful
0: oh yeah yeah early 2000s were Oh, Quite the time for Eva knockoffs, weren't they?
1: Goodness. It's like you,
0: I mean, we're still getting them, kind really? of.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You, Eva, with every movie that comes out, it's like one of those, you know, wannabes pops its rears its ugly head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I think
0: When when you have something that popular, it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to recapture that magic. Exactly. So before we go, if if you had to if you, if you have a message for Miami Mike, if he's somehow out there and he's listening, <laughs> and you had something to say, what would you tell him?
1: Uh, I really I wish him no ill will. You know, I've always wished him the best and I hope he's happy, you know, whatever he's doing. I mean, I don't want to gossip, but the last I heard he was somewhere in Mexico with two kids
0: oh so, I do think that's nice I do hope that he is happy if that if that is the case that's that's a nice ending yeah. maybe he's he's retired from from being an anime fan and an anime pusher
1: i mean a, a, a couple of years after anime hurricane had closed uh, he had actually after he had sold off anime hurricane to the to the one guy that was working for him. Uh, I had heard rumors that he was selling. He was still selling fan subs at flea markets <laughs> in Mexico.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my, this is yeah,
1: quite a few years ago, so I don't know. I uh, I highly doubt that he's still doing that, but I, I have no not. idea if he's still involved in in the comic business or what. You know, because he was he was mainly a a, a big comic book fan. Uh, he loved uh-huh. indie, he loved indie comics, so that was kind of like what he specialized in. Uh, ah.
0: conventions yeah man see if he had been able to like hold out somehow and ended up like just merging those two and made like an indie comic slash manga store he, yeah. he'd probably make pretty good money now uh,
1: yeah I mean we were I think at, at certain points we were uh, ahead of the time because mm-hmm. uh, when we were doing the comic book portion he was really pushing you know the indie comics but it was only big amongst the comic book circuit, like the comic book convention circuit, where people knew, like, oh, to go for, um, uh, if you wanted, you know, really indie comics, you had to go to a comic book convention and pick it up, you know, there. Because mm-hmm. most normal mainstream comic book stores wouldn't deal uh, with that kind of thing. But Mike, he, he liked indie books. And, you know, he knew that there was a market, just like he knew how there was a market for anime. When really it was just starting out. So, you know, he he had his he had a good sense of that. But to keep it going it was just terrible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just not lucky enough, I yeah. guess, huh?
1: Yeah. He was just, like I said, he he just did not have a good business sense when it came to running a store. And he really mismanaged his personal finances. I'm not going to get into any of the details, but it was... Terrible. Sure. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. So, from <laughs> what I heard, second like, hand. So, yeah. That the story was.
0: Yeah, sadly, sadly, that seems like not a very uncommon story for around that time period.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you so much, Pat, oh, for welcome. uh being such a good sport and uh cracking this case wide open <laughs> and. <laughs> I Telling know, the world, you could
1: believe it if you want, but this is the hand to God, you know, truth <laughs> of what of what the story behind Tenosaur videos grudge behind Miami Mike was. Just that yep. he sold. He sold copies of their bootleg, you know, fan subs at another convention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Miami Mike, if you are somehow out there and you are listening, you are always free to contact me and tell your side of the story.
1: I'd love to hear that. I
0: promise. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. And that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to those who left me tips on Kofi this month, including The Comic Fiend, Dave Rory Dropkick, The Gilmans, Hedge Mom, Huntress Fan, Jakiva, Mega, Mika PM, Mike Tool, New Jersey Mike, Rachel Nasuka Togus, Rex Neighbors the Third, Ryan, aka Black Otaku One, SuriBot, Thomas Hale, and Xantar. If you want to get a special shout out on the next episode of the podcast to be just as cool as them, all you need to do is leave me a tip of two or more virtual coffees at my Ko fi account. You can find the link to that, as well as other relevant links for this episode, on the blog at anime or on Tumblr at animenostalgia.tumblr.com, where you can also find previous episodes. You can also find this episode and previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Just do a search for the Anime Nostalgia Podcast, and you can usually find me. While you're there, you can always leave a rating or review. I always love reading them, and getting those helps others find me a little easier. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to say hi, you can always leave a comment on the blog, message me on Tumblr, or email me directly at nostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. I might take a little while to get back to you, but I assure you that I do read every email that I get. Once again, I've been your host, Usamimi. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. <coughs>